Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast. I'm Michelle Kane, your co-host and founder of World of Vegan. And I'm Tony Okamoto, your co-host and founder of Plant Based on a Budget and Food Sharing Vegan. On this show, we talk with plant-powered people from all around the globe about various aspects of plant-based living to empower you to learn, explore, and evolve in a kind, sustainable, and healthy direction, all while eating the most delicious food and having a ton of fun. We are shaking things up today by digging deep into the archives and giving a refreshed version of one of our most popular episodes, which is about being plant-based on a budget, my favorite thing. We've actually only done this once before, and it was to celebrate the life and memory of my beloved friend and Michelle's birth father, Greg Hicks, in episode 21. It's one of my favorite episodes, so make sure you go listen to that. But we thought it would be appropriate to do it again because now we are celebrating my brand new cookbook, Plant Based on a Budget, Quick and Easy. I am so excited for you, Tony. It's really been so strange seeing this process of you writing a book because our last book we wrote together and I was in the weeds of it all with you and it is so much work. But now I just see little glimpses and I feel like it's just coming to life out of nowhere. This must be how people feel when friends get pregnant and then suddenly there's a human child running around or when people start writing writing a book and then they just suddenly have it in their hands. But I know it's so much work. Congrats, Tony. And yeah, we're really excited. Our This episode that we published in the very beginning of this podcast about eating plant-based and vegan on a super tight budget is one of our most popular podcast episodes ever. And so we're really excited to bring it back. It was really well, well received. And in these times, it's like almost even more relevant today than it was the day that we recorded it back then. Now we've gone through pandemic times, recession times, the prices of food have skyrocketed. And we've been hearing from so many people that they're having to really tighten up their budgets and are looking for any and all tips on how to save money eating food, how to shop, how to prep meals, and how to bring down their food costs while still eating healthy, delicious food for themselves or them and their friends or them and their family. So Tony's book, Plant Based on a Budget Quick and Easy goes all into that. And today we are going to share lots of tips that are going to have you saving a lot of money. As most of our listeners know, this topic is super near and dear to my heart. And it's hard to believe looking back on it now that I've dedicated the past 11 years of my life to sharing information about how to save money while being plant-based. And even longer than that, I feel like growing up with budget-conscious parents and having a mom who had her accordion folder of coupons at the grocery store and just living the whole budget-friendly life. I have so much experience and care for this information that I'm so excited to continue sharing it in a more comprehensive way. And a lot has changed since we came out with this episode many years ago. And also, since I came out with Plant Based on a Budget, the first cookbook, this is a follow-up, especially now that I'm married and I'm cooking for two people, and that I have a really busy career with plant-based on a budget, and I have a dog, and I have house responsibilities. And I just feel like before I was really interested in only cooking everything from scratch, making my own bread every week, making all of my stocks and saving my food scraps. And Tony was literally making her own spices, you guys. (laughs) I was very into making my own spices and still sort of am, but not to the extent that I was. But since I have so many other responsibilities and people who rely on me for my attention and care, I have had to be a little bit more thoughtful about how much time I'm spending cooking and being smarter and more efficient in the kitchen. And I know Michelle's experienced this too, which she'll also talk about, but This new book, Plant-Based on a Budget, Quick and Easy, is what it's like for me now. How I have taken my life experiences being part of a family instead of an individual and still prioritizing healthy eating on a time budget as well as a financial budget. And it's still got all the same things that I loved from Plant-Based on a Budget, the original cookbook, Photo with Every Recipe lots of tips on how to do the practical application of it all. 
But what makes this book different is really being smart about the time you spend in the kitchen. I talk about freezer-friendly meals, one-pot meals, the style that I do, which is more like mix and match with making a grain and then maybe putting together a meal with a can of beans and some vegetables and a sauce in a bowl. That's my jam right now. That's how I tend to eat. And uh, so there's something for everybody and even family-friendly, oil-free, optional, gluten-free, optional. There's something for everybody. I'm so excited for your book, Tony. And yeah, so much has changed since we first recorded that last episode. I am now a mom. I have a very energetic and very hungry three-year-old. And if any of you are parents or might be in the future, it really forces you to plan and prep ahead. And if you're trying to live on a budget, there's just some learning and work involved in figuring out how to do that. And I've developed lots of my own tips along the way. I just want to share a few of the very top ones. First of all, the importance in keeping it simple and really not feeling shame in turning to PB&Js for lunch, every lunch, whenever you have to send your kid to school or anything like that. There's no shame in that. It's simple. It's affordable. That's one of my go-to lunches for Graham. And to repeat meals often, it can feel kind of stagnant if you're making the same thing all the time. But there's really no shame of that in that if your kiddos and family are loving what you're cooking. So find those staples for me for breakfast. We're almost always eating either oatmeal or cereal or smoothies. For lunch, PB&J, as I mentioned, other types of sandwiches. We make these little tofu shapes where we just take literally raw tofu and we have these mini cookie cutters and you can cut them into shapes and they're really fun to pack into lunch boxes or just eat as a snack. You can even cook them up as shapes. And then of course, pasta in any different form. And for dinner, we turn a lot to burritos and pasta with marinara different noodle dishes, stir fries, again, more tofu and beyond. So you can keep it really simple for snacks, fruit is amazing. DIY granola bars, nuts, seeds. And one of my favorites are banana milkshakes, which Tony and I have been making forever, but just taking frozen bananas, blending them with some milk, and you can actually add in some spinach or kale and you won't even taste it to get some veggies in there for your kids. And it tastes like a milkshake, but it's actually healthy. And one other thing that I do all of the time is I batch cook muffins, but not just any muffins. I cook healthy muffins that are made with oats and spinach, a whole bunch of spinach, flax seeds and other good stuff. And then it's sweet with some maple syrup in there and everything. And my little one loves them. And I know that they're always on hand in the freezer as a quick snack to grab or pack in lunches and that they pack in that dose of nutrition that you're just always eager to get to your little ones. So there's lots of tips. I can't wait for you guys to dive into the episode and get more fun ideas on living on a budget. Also, Michelle, I know you're saying that that's for kids, but I feel like everything you said, it could be, I mean, I'm really hungry right now. I'm not going to lie, but you're saying burritos, pasta, tofu shapes. And I'm like, mmm, tummy grumbling. <laughs> so I feel like these are just good for everybody. Like being prepared will get you far when you're trying to eat plant-based on a budget for sure. And if you've been listening to us since season one, we are so grateful and we hope you enjoy this refresher. And if you're new here, welcome. We really, 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 really hope you like our podcast and this episode. Please consider buying my book. And if you leave a review on our podcast on Apple Podcasts right now and send me a screenshot to my email, tony at plantbasedonabudget.com, you can be one of three winners to win a copy of my brand new cookbook, Plant Based on a Budget, Quick and Easy. Now on to the episode. Before we jump in, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsors of this episode, Caraway and Organifi. If you're a regular listener of our podcast, you know how much I love Caraway. They make my favorite cookware and bakeware that makes cooking at home so much easier. I'm always raving about how they're elegantly designed, eco-friendly, non-stick and non-toxic pots, pans, and baking sheets are my fave. It was quite a journey for me to find nonstick pans that were non-toxic and long-lasting. I've gone through so many lower quality ones and they just always wore down. And I was really concerned about how they were impacting my health. So these are my favorite. These are the ones that are especially great for cooking tofu. So you don't have to have that stick to the pan situation going on. Plus they make cleaning your pan so much easier because everything just slides right off. 
So if you'd like to check them out, we have a special code for you and you can save on their full suite of Caraway products. They also have new food storage containers, tea kettle, mini cookware, and more. You can visit carawayhome.com slash plantpoweredkitchen to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So again, you can visit carawayhome.com slash plantpoweredkitchen or use the code plantpoweredkitchen at checkout to explore Caraway. Non-toxic cookware made modern. You probably recognize our next sponsor, Organifi, from their extremely popular protein powder. They're also a line of organic superfood blends that make it easy to get in more plant-powered nutrition, vitamins, antioxidants, and superfoods, even when life gets busy. They have several powder blends, including a green juice packed with veggies, a red juice packed with dried fruits, and other science-backed health blends. And best of all, they all contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. And we were just chatting with my husband who was literally drinking an Organifi Pure Protein smoothie and raving all about the delicious taste and smoothness and texture. Those are things we all want in protein powder and Organifi delivers. Got to give it a try. Just head on over to Organifi.com slash plant power. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash plant power and use the code plant power for 20% off your entire order. Now on to the episode. So one of the most common things that we hear throughout our work and our life and from people who are thinking about a plant-based life is that, oh my gosh, it is too difficult. It is too expensive. Being plant-based is up for the elite niche or whatever. And that's very, very far from the truth. And we're excited today to crush those myths and also share some of our top tips about ways to make plant-based living and just eating and food and food prep and grocery shopping in general as affordable as possible. Yeah. I want to elaborate on that just a little bit, but it is my experience where uh, in my family, especially there have been some diet-related health issues as a consequence to poor eating. And one thing that I always hear as a response when I say, you know, I've been thriving on a plant-based diet, how about you give it a try? They say, I can't afford that really expensive food. I can't afford to go to eat at Whole Foods or buy all my foods at Whole Foods. So I'm really excited to share that that's not the case and that instead, some of the most nutritious, (laughs) most nutritious, nutrient dense foods are plant-based and they're often the most cheapest foods out there. Yeah. It's amazing when you take meat out of your grocery shopping cart, how much money in your grocery budget is then freed up to be putting towards plant-based foods like? Like oats, overnight oats, super cheap and easy to make, bean and rice burritos. You could do pasta with veggies and it doesn't even need to be like fancy high-end veggies. It can be frozen veggies from the Dollar Tree store. So there are lots of options that are still super, super affordable. A lot of the cheapest foods on the planet, bananas, carrots, oats, rice, beans, pasta, lentils. These are all the most affordable foods and they're all plant-based and they're all nutritious and they're all good for us. And yeah, the more that we can shift our diet to being filled with those foods, the more money we'll save, the healthier we'll be. And it's just a win-win-win all around. Yes. And you need some help. Michelle and I have resources available. We've spent a lot of time planning meal plans for people to step right in and have a full loaded resource that provides grocery shopping lists, where to find the stuff in the store, beautiful, high quality photos, recipes that are detailed to use all of the ingredients that you purchase. And with a budget of only $25. So we will talk more about that in the episode. But I also wanted to make a big note about how I also have a book called Plant Based on a Budget that just came out. So uh, that is now available on Amazon, which I've been working on for two years. No, I don't think that's true. Tony has had this book in her heart for 10 years. Like from (laughs) the beginning of Plant Based on a Budget, you have had the dream of bringing this book, which is now literally in my hands. Like it just arrived on my doorstep the other day. It's actually brought to life and it's been a part of you for so long. And it's really, really exciting that it's finally here. You guys should all check it out, especially if you're trying to live more affordably on plants. 
Yeah, so you can find that again on Amazon. And I am really proud of it. Michelle did our lifestyle photos and she did a fantastic job. Actually, you'll see if you buy the book that the whole book is dedicated to Michelle. So uh, she has been super supportive of my work since the beginning. She encouraged me to follow my passion. And I'm here today. I'm literally here today talking to you because she encouraged me to do it. Like she's pushed me all all along the way. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I have a book, but now we want to talk about our top three ways to save money and to be plant-based on a budget. So Michelle's going to share her favorite tip. Yeah. And this was really hard for us, you guys, because well, as we've mentioned, this is what Tony's study in life has been. And it's something I've been thinking a lot about as well. And there are hundreds of ways that you can save save money at the grocery store, but we wanted to pick our top three and really dive into them for you today. So the first one, my personal favorite tip, which is actually something that I mostly learned from Tony is shopping from bulk bins. And that that's different from shopping in bulk. It doesn't mean going to Costco and buying a 50 pack of soy milk or toilet paper or whatever. It means going to the bulk bins in your supermarket, if you're lucky enough to have one with some bulk bins and getting things like oats and nuts and seeds and cereals and pasta and rice, things that are unpackaged that are there in the bins. You bring your own bag, you can weigh them out and you can get exactly the amount you need. And generally the prices of these bulk bin items is far lower than their packaged counterparts. Michelle actually has a really helpful YouTube video about that, that we'll link in the show notes. Yeah, I compared the prices of bulk bin items at Whole Foods compared to the items on the shelf. So if you were to go to the grocery store and grab a bag of white rice, what is the cost of that per pound? And then if you were to get it from the bulk bin, what is the cost of that per pound and how much can you save in it? It was a really interesting project. I found there are a few items that, gosh, the difference was huge, especially oats. You can get oats super cheap from the bulk bins, but then if you get them packaged like in one of those tubes for a big amount of oats, the price like doubles. And then instead of the tubes, if you get those containers of like six little single serving packets and paper that you just like dump out and heat up with water, the price doubles again. And then if you've got oats in those little single serving cup containers that you can bring to work, even if it's just plain oats, the price doubles again. And so the differential is is just enormous. If you want to be saving money, it makes so much sense to buy from those bulk bins. Almost always, there were some items that when I looked, it was actually more expensive in bulk bins. So definitely be kind of cognizant of where you're shopping and what you're buying. And just to give you a sense, some of those items were peanut butter, sugar, sushi rice, brown rice. So some specialty items, not always, but sometimes can actually be more expensive in bulk. But the point is, you're going to be shopping pretty much every week for the rest of your life. And it makes so much sense and you'll save so much money over time if you tune into your grocery store and really take the time to look at where's the most affordable place that I can get oats, not only at different grocery stores around you, because that can make a big difference too, but also within the grocery store you're already shopping at, make sure you're getting the best value of what you're buying and you can save so much money over time. You don't really need a lot to do that. It seems kind of intimidating when you go to this aisle of just like all these items. You're like, where do I put them? What bag do I use? How do I note what it is. And so we highly recommend bringing your own reusable bags. You can get them on Amazon. We'll include some links in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. And you can have big like wide mouth mason jars at home that once you purchase the item, you can just dump it into there and you're going to be saving on so much packaging waste as well. So it's better for the planet and you'll be saving money and all the things. So it's just, if, if you can start to like venture into that part of the grocery store with those bulk bins, it has rewards all across saving money and your life and our planet. Highly recommend it. And it will get less intimidating really fast. And this is not one of my favorite tips, but it is a tip that kind of feeds into what you're saying is uh, really look around at what grocery stores are available in your area. It may not be the closest grocery store, which is the one on the corner that's the cheapest and best for you and your family, but it may be the one that's half a mile or a mile away. And it would have maybe bulk bins or cheaper produce. And so I definitely recommend looking at what's available in your area before you decide on going to the one that's closest to you. And a lot of times that means shopping at two different grocery stores, which I do. I get produce at one store. I get a lot of my package items at at another store. If I'm ever getting like specialty vegan items, I get them at another store because I know the stores in my area and I know what's going to be more affordable. And and it's worth that How often are you doing that, Michelle? Trip. 
Not often. Okay. Um, if so I, it's not like you're doing these going multiple stores every week? Sometimes. Okay. I mean, they're depending on where you live and how close they are to one another, if you're already going out to the grocery store, it, it's not necessarily a ton more effort to pop by another store. And if you know what you're getting at each place, it ends up not being that much of a hassle. But that's something else we'll talk about later is, is saving time versus saving money because yeah. you want to figure out which you have more of in your life. For sure. And then, yeah, organize your efforts around that. Yeah. And what I do with the grocery stores is I go to the grocery store that's like a big warehouse and has great bulk bins and really cheap produce. And I do my once a month pantry staples shopping spree there. And I get as many bulk bins as I need for the month. And then throughout the week, I get my produce somewhere else. And that seems to work really well in my family. Yeah, I love that that tip. And I, also something that I've done is I got really huge. They're sort of like mason jars times five, like these huge glass containers that I use for oats, for white rice. Where did you get those for, in case I'm I got them at interested. like Home Goods, some kind of like Home Goods style store. And they have a ton of them usually. And they're, they're usually half the price or less of what you'd normally find them if you got them at like Target or something. So yeah, got these big containers and I put oats and rice and other staples that I turn to often throughout the week. And that way I'm able to, when I find them at the best price, get a ton of it, load that up, and then just not have to worry about my staples for quite a while. So especially if you're having to go to a specific grocery store that's a little further away for those things, or you're shopping in bulk, that can be really helpful. That's a good tip. So my favorite tip is more of a, a mindset. And my favorite, favorite, favorite tip, and something that has really helped me is being okay, giving yourself permission to set a budget and stick to it. Even if it means when you're at the register, you give something back that may be a higher priced item because it doesn't fit within your budget. And I remember, actually I have two little funny stories to tell. I was I was at um, actually Colleen Patrick-Goudreau, who was a, a guest on our podcast recently. who did a fantastic episode, which we'll also link in the show notes. So I was at Colleen's house for brunch and a group of people were talking about how when you go to the grocery store, it's just too embarrassing to give the item back, even mm -hmm. though you thought it was a price. And then it's actually like twice as much. Almost actually everybody except me had not given the item back because it, it would be too embarrassing. Or it was just, uh, you know, I, I don't want to deal with it. So my story to them was actually one that's in my new book. And that is, when I was little, my dad would hold up the line. He would make the checker go check the price for the cheaper price. And so he always wanted to get the best price. And I would get so embarrassed. I would think, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, my dad is so embarrassing. Dad, please stop. There's a line of people behind us who have to go somewhere. And my dad would look at me and he would say, Tony, I don't care. They don't pay my bills. Now I think about that whenever I think about these people who I have no idea where they are and they're behind me and I'm looking through my coupons or like pulling out my app for my digital coupons and there's a line of people who are annoyed. I think, well, they're not paying for my bills. Why do I care about what they think? And I think that that's so important because there's so much embarrassment attached to saving money. I think that that's in life in general. Like I remember being little and shopping at the thrift store for clothes and being really embarrassed. And I'm not really sure where that comes from, but there's for some reason embarrassment attached to not having a lot of money. And so I just recommend letting that go and doing what's right for you and your family, whether that's clipping coupons or purchasing snowman themed cupcake holders because they're discounted and using <laughs> them all year long and just whatever it takes to save money for you and your family. I recommend doing that. Yeah. And you don't have to be living paycheck to paycheck to be taking advantage of those tips. Like my mom, I have the same feelings growing up. Like my mom would hold up the line and it's so funny because I'd be like, mom, you don't, you can afford this. You don't have to worry about like, did they get that last five cents? <laughs> like, did, did she would like <laughs> add up to make sure they calculated right on her receipts? And I would just be petrified. I would like go run away and be like, I don't know her. But yeah, now I, now I totally do that. Also, I have an, a story related to that where I didn't go back and I still to this day regret it. Dan and I were at Whole Foods and we almost never would get their hot bar food because it's so expensive. But one night we did and Dan picked up a baked potato, 
which a potato you could buy for what? 30 cents. Yeah. Like, it's very like, cheap. Almost nothing. Yeah, a 10 right. pound bag for like right. $2. So we check out and I'm like, why was this so, why is this so expensive? And I'm looking and the baked potato rang up to like maybe $10 or oh, something. Cause you're paying the gosh. price per pound the same as yep. like arugula. I could have gotten like 50 pounds of arugula for the one <laughs> potato. Cause it was so water heavy and stuff. And I was like, Dan, Oh my God, the potato. But he was like, no, we're not you can't bring that back like it's from the hot bar but if you're handing your money over to grocery store like we didn't bring that put that back but you could and like that that's just insane (laughs) anyway I wonder about the hot bar like that's yeah actually that's something that we talked about with Colleen because one of her stories was she was at the farmer's market and then she found a better price later on and we were like is it acceptable to yeah. go back and you get a refund what? or no? I would be like, Whole Foods, here's the 39 cents for your potato. Give me back my $9 <laughs> of, of water, water money. Yeah. So that's my tip. It's more yeah. of a mindset. And I think it's, at least it's been really transformative in my life, just accepting that I want to save money and not being embarrassed about what everyone else thinks about it. Right. And if you can go into it with a perspective of like humor and playfulness and fun and not be like the annoying person, like, did you get that? I have all these coupons and show up there grumpy. Then of course you're going to ruin the cashier's day. But if you go up just being like, oh gosh, I have all these coupons. Sorry, no, it's going to be extra work. But if you have a good attitude about it, they will too. And same with the people behind you in line so much. They're just, they're reading your body language and reading your attitude. So if you go up there, not shy and embarrassed, but instead of just having fun with it all, then people are not going to mind. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then we also want to talk about something that we, well, I don't know if we love, love it, but we really have gotten good at it. <laughs> well, Tony has and, been good at it for a long time. And I was the, I still am not the best at this, but I've learned so much and I've saved so much money because it's like literally mind blowing amounts of money I have saved because of this. And that's meal planning. Yes. Meal, meal planning, planning, shopping with intention and sticking to what you have, not having these impulses purchases and spending unnecessary money, that is invaluable. Right. And it's so important, especially if you're going vegan or new to vegan at this time or plant-based, there's so many new exciting products or companies or things out there that it can be really easy to go into a store with the intention of buying healthy whole foods that are really affordable. And then just being like, Ooh, look at this new meat. Ooh, look at this new frozen item. Coming Ooh, out look with at a this pie. Like dollar ice cream. <laughs> right. Like, Oh my gosh, they have soy whip in a can that I can just like squeeze onto my hot cocos. Like, you know, it adds up really fast and it can totally obliterate your budget if you're working on one. So yeah. Yeah. So we have meal plans at plantbasedmealplan.com where again, we've laid it out. We've literally poured our sweat and tears into writing these. And I mean, we were on the floor crying, being like, oh, can we stretch this $25? Yeah. So Tony took one week of food and tried to see how low can we go with healthy large portioned meals for an entire week of delicious filling food, how low can you get that cost wise? And you got it. I think one of your, one of the receipts was $18. Yep. $18. $18. So we say it's like $25 a week to give a cushion because it depends where you live and where you're shopping and all of that. And you know, if you're shopping at the local natural food store, it's going to be more, but, and we actually, we did this Michelle shopped at Whole Foods with the Mm -hmm. same meal plan to see what that would cost, which she'll talk about in a second. And I shopped at Walmart in Maryland. And so I thought, okay, we've done our pricing at a cheap store in Sacramento, but what does it look like if I'm on the East Coast? So I found a store that many people have access to and I went there and I was still able to keep it under 20 bucks. And Michelle shopping at Whole Foods with primarily organic ingredients Yeah. And that about doubled the price. So I think it was around $40. I have a whole video that was showcasing the difference. So we'll link that in the show notes. But not only did I shop at what's notoriously one of the most expensive (laughs) grocery stores to shop at, but also I bought organic whenever possible. So I was getting like the premium, premium stuff. And still, when you think about it, $40 a week for a huge, healthy, organic meal shopping at the most expensive place is not a lot of money. Like it was pretty amazing. So and following those meal plans, not only do you feel great, but it it truly did get me in a different place of mind where we now my husband and I eat out so much less. And some of the meals that we make in our meal plans, it's batch cooking. So you'd like make a big pot of soup that would serve three different meals of yours. And 
it got me into the habit of batch cooking food and meals so much more. So while while we don't on a regular basis meal plan our weeks out, I now integrate things that I got in the habit of doing from our meal plans into our ongoing life, which is amazing. What I love about it is that there's something for everyone in the meal plans. There is something for the experienced chef and also there's very basic knowledge sharing with people who are new to cooking and who don't have a lot of experience in the kitchen. And so that I have heard has been helpful across the board. Yeah. So if you're looking for meal plans, obviously you can find, you can create your own meal plans. Uh, They'll have templates that you can find online to kind of scope out your meal plans yourself. There's tons of different meal plans you can find online. If you want to check ours out, that's at plantbasedmealplan.com. Um, and one of the other special things about our meal plan that is why Tony was crying on the floor at every time we make them is we make it so that what you're buying is used perfectly throughout the week. So you, you use up ev- all the ingredients that you purchase and that can be like, you'll find if you're making your own meal plans, it's really hard to do that. You end up having extra of these ingredients that go bad in the fridge, or then you have a little bit of this ingredient that you never end up using and throw away. So that's yeah, that's another cool element of having someone do that work for you. Yeah. And if you can't buy them or if you don't, you bought them, you don't like them, you want to try your hand at your own meal planning. I recommend checking your pantry to see what you have first and using those ingredients to shape your meal plan. Then create your meal plan based on what you have. Make a list of the ingredients that you'll need after you've created your meal plan. Organize that list so that you're going to the produce only once and to the bulk bins only once instead of walking back and forth across the store. (laughs) That's actually a good time saving tip. And then stick to it. I know that it's really hard to not get the grab bag of chips or whatever that's in the checkout aisle, but try to stick to your meal plan and it will pay off in the end. Yeah, a lot of places where people fall down is like with snacking or with desserts. And so Tony and I actually created a, a plant based on a budget desserts ebook and then a plant based on a budget snacks ebook that kind of supplements meal plans. So any type of meal planning that you're using, even if it's your own, if that's a downfall for you and you tend to turn to like store-bought snacks and desserts, hopefully the recipes that we've put together there can provide some great support from that. And each one of those is supposed to be a $5 recipe. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to make snacks for five days of the week, you have $5 budget to do so. So next we want to talk about something that we find equally important, which is time budgeting your time, saving time in the kitchen. We are super busy with work and we know that our listeners have kids and jobs and family obligations. And also you probably just want to spend time relaxing after a long day of work and not an hour or two hours cooking some elaborate dish in the kitchen. So we wanted to share some of our favorite time-saving tips as well. Michelle, what's your favorite? My favorite is all about chopping veggies. So if you start cooking from scratch a lot, you'll find yourself chopping onions and garlic and carrots and celery and all those foods a lot. And for a long time, an embarrassing amount of time of me doing that, I would use a dull knife on a kind of can I say that word on the (laughs) (laughs) flimsy cutting board, flimsy plastic cutting board. And it, I was just like, this takes forever. It's not fun. I don't, don't do a good job at it. It was just kind of a miserable experience. And then I learned from others like Colleen Patrick Boudreau and many, many others who say your world will change when you invest in a sharp, high quality chef's knife. You don't need 50 different knives in the set. You really just need one sharp knife that you care for and using like a high quality cutting board. And when I just made that little shift, suddenly chopping vegetables became so much easier and so much faster. I will second that. I had my parents hand me down. So they had already used it for their 20 years or whatever. And even then they were like Walmart knives and mm-hmm. with the highest quality knives. So they come not good to begin with. Then my parents used them for 20 years and then I got them. And so it's like <laughs> using a butter knife on my tomato or my onion or whatever. And I would sit there being like, like sawing, sawing <laughs> my onion for five minutes. And I realized when I got a good knife and, and even then it wasn't a really great knife, how much time was cut down 
in the prepping process. Yeah, a good way to test that is to take a tomato because tomatoes are notoriously a little bit difficult to cut. And if your knife slides right through that and cuts really easily, just awesome. You probably have a pretty nice, well-cared-for knife. But if you're sort of struggling and the tomato kind of smushes beneath your knife, probably time to look into either sharpening your knife, taking better care of it, or investing in a sharp chef's knife. It's interesting because a lot of people think that a sharp knife is more dangerous, but actually working with a dull knife is way, 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 way more dangerous. Why is that? It can slip off the veggies. You're like pushing it down harder to try and get it to cut. You have less control over it. There's just like all these, all these different elements mm-hmm. making it more dangerous in the kitchen. So you'll, uh, yes, you'll be a safer, a safer cook by getting a high quality knife. And then the other thing is like just knife skills. For the longest time, I didn't know there was a right way to chop an onion. I thought you find your way to get it into little pieces and (laughs) then you're golden. But there, in fact, is a right way to chop an onion. There's a right way to mince garlic. There's a right way to chop almost all veggies that makes it as effective and efficient and time-saving as possible. And you can find all of that on YouTube. Actually, Tony and I have made some videos just showing like how to chop an onion. It sounds so simple, but if you learn the right way to do it, You just have to learn it once and it will pay off for your entire life to come. You'll be saving moments of your days. So highly recommend looking up some knife skills and learning some basics. And then something that I've resisted for the longest time because I'm all about getting the most affordable (laughs) produce at the grocery store is buying pre-chopped veggies. So there's something called mirepoix, which is that onions and celery and carrots. And garlic. Usually. And garlic. So it's you mm-hmm. chop all that stuff up and it's usually forms the basis of most soups and stews and stuff. It's just and a, everything I ever Everything make. you ever make has that <laughs> as a basis. And in normal life, I'd have to go and, you know, cut my onion the right way. I'd have to mince my garlic. I'd have to like wash and chop my veggies and my carrots and all these things. And, you know, I don't know how long that takes. It's faster with a sharp knife, but it still takes time. And so the other day, actually this past weekend, I was with my mom. And we were going to be making a matzo ball soup and we were at Trader Joe's and she's like, Michelle, I was trying to get like the celery and the carrots and all the different pieces. And she's like, Michelle, why don't you buy this pre-chopped mirepoix? And I was like, oh, that's more expensive. I I really resisted it. But she's like, Michelle, just try it. So I got the mirepoix and I like kind of hated myself as I was checking out because I was like, this is probably a few cents more expensive (laughs) or even a dollar. Got home and you literally just dump it in the pot. I got to skip the whole vegetable chopping step and it was such a beautiful experience. Now I'm I'm hooked. So if you can afford that, or if you're really tight on time and just want to make the make life easier, it's going to allow you to eat more vegetables, more healthy food, more home cooked meals rather than eating out. Don't be afraid to buy those products where that that work is done for you because it's yeah, it's easier. Also, Michelle, do not forget your pre minced garlic. garlic. (laughs) What do you mean? I don't know. I know because I I love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I still haven't gotten there with garlic. I'm like I must use fresh garlic. But Michelle knows that if there's a big giant tub of garlic somewhere. I want it. <laughs> we did a, a Costco haul and I think Tony showed this like three pounds of garlic. And she mince. knew before I even saw it. She's like, you Tony's probably need this. It's the one you're going <laughs> to profile in our video. Yeah. So that is the first is saving time, chopping veggies. You will save so much time over your lifetime. You learn how to do that well. And mine is very similar. My, my favorite tip is very similar. It's pre-made food in general. I like you have had it in my head that I need one fresh ingredients. I want the freshest, the best. And then also I don't want to spend the extra money that it's going to cost me to buy canned beans when I can make, when I can three times as much of beans from bulk. And so I have shifted my mindset as I grew busier and I knew that my best intentions would fail sometimes. And I would just eat unhealthy food because I didn't have easy access to the healthy food like canned beans because I thought, oh, I don't want to spend money on canned beans. I only want to make beans from scratch, but then I would never get to it. So I would never eat the beans. If you need like two hours to make your beans before you can have your burrito (laughs) at night after you're exhausted from work, like chances are you're going to be like, uh, never mind. I'll eat this frozen pizza. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I recommend assessing your time and seeing, do you have more time right now or do you have more money? And then choosing based on what you come up with. And for me, I rely on canned beans, sauces. So instead of making my own marinara, which I used to do when I would garden my own tomatoes and harvest them and can them, I just don't have that time right now. And so I I now lean on store-bought sauces. And sometimes Trader Joe's is actually a really great place for 
staples like rice. You can buy frozen rice, throw them in the microwave, and those are great to take to work if you don't have a lot of time for your lunch and want to eat something that's healthy. healthy. They also have brown rice available. And so, yeah, those are some of my favorite things to buy that are pre-made. In the beginning, you said you always want the freshest of everything, and you thought that you were sacrificing that by getting frozen. But especially when it comes to fruit, a lot of things people don't realize is that when you're buying frozen pre-chopped fruit in bags, that's likely frozen at the peak level of like fresh, mm-hmm. what do you call it, Ripe, ripeness. Goodness. And that can actually be the highest quality quality fruit that you can get. And as I'm sure any of you guys who've ever bought berries or fresh fruit can attest to, so often as much as we treat it well and try and eat it fast and wash it and keep it clean and keep it in the fridge, it gets moldy and I end up dumping out half of my container of like $5 berries. And so if you just are over that, it doesn't mean you can't eat berries anymore. It means you can save money and save time and get even fresher fruits and veggies by buying them frozen. So this doubles as a money saving tip too. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> double double whammy. And then the third thing that we really, really, really love, both Michelle and I live by our pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. We both have the Instant Pot and gosh, I use mine. Actually for my wedding, I on my registry, I put a second pot so that I could <laughs> cook two meals at once. And I love it. And I don't mean a second instant pot. I just mean the second pot that goes inside. So as soon as I do my quinoa in five minutes, I pull that out. And instead of having to dump the bowl, I stick my other pot in there and I start steaming my veggies in for one minute. And I thought you were getting, getting an extra. Gosh, I really pot. would love to, but I just can't yeah, justify by the way, just guys, yet. Yeah. It, it actually was a conflict in our mind because the last thing that we want to re- recommend to you guys as a under our saved money tip is, Hey, you have to buy this appliance, but this is an appliance that has for both of us in our lives paid off in dividends and will continue forever on into the future. It is, you save so much time. Okay. How long does it take to make brown rice on the stove? It takes 40 minutes. I'll spend 20 minutes. Now 20 minutes. It chops your cooking time in half. And if you're a busy person in life, or even if you're not busy and you just want more time watching Netflix and not having to babysit your rice in the kitchen is going to pay off. And that's what I love about it the, the most, the most is that I can chop everything to make a chili or a soup or a curry or a stew and throw it in there and not have to monitor the temperature. Is mm-hmm. it overflowing? Is it going to catch my house on fire? I don't have to worry about that because I know that it's doing its thing in the pressure cooker. And even if it takes some time to build pressure or release pressure. It's less time that I have to spend watching it. So I love that about it too. Yeah, this very much sounds like an ad. It is not an ad. It is not sponsored. We just sincerely love it. It doesn't have to be an an Instant Pot. There are pressure cookers that you can get on the stove. Uh, Mm -hmm. Those are a little bit more temperamental, I think. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, but I would say I love my instant pot. (laughs) And my parents, my parents had one that wasn't an instant pot. That was very similar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people get nervous. So when I first got my pressure cooker, it sat in its box for maybe six to eight months, like in my tiny apartment. And I was just intimidated by it, but yeah, break through that. And, And I hear from so many stories from so many people that they're intimidated by it. They don't know how to use it. They don't know how to cook rice in it, blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, if you get over that, you can find recipes on both of our sites and on the internet and tons of tutorials. What is cool about it is that it has so many functions yes. and it has a slow cooker function. So yep. you can get... You can slow cook in your yes, pressure cooker. Exactly. Yes. You can saute in there. It's just, it's multi-purpose. And, and awesome. if you can't afford one, I will go ahead and speak on behalf of the slow cooker, my dear friend, the slow cooker. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a book that is dedicated to slow cooker recipes. and I. I do use mine still. So if you can't afford to buy a pressure cooker, they are a little bit more expensive. You can find really, really, really cheap slow cookers at Walmart, on Amazon, at the thrift store. Although after I watched This Is Us, I'm a little bit nervous about crockpots from the thrift store. But I... Now I want that story. (laughs) Well, I'll let you watch the show and then we'll talk about it. But... I had all of my recipe testers get this one that was $14 on Amazon and it's brand new, worked great, and is only $14. So I I recommend that one. Awesome. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I think Michelle wanted to do a fire off of like, where we're just going to try to go like, boom, boom, favorite tip, favorite tip. Yeah. So we 
tried to pick just like our tippy tippy top favorites, but there are so many great ways to save money on food. So we just want to go through a few ideas like learning how to properly store your vegetables, your fruits, your citrus, your potatoes. This is something actually your herbs. Your herbs. I just watched a video from Sweet Simple Vegan on this on YouTube last week. And I learned so much that I didn't know about my citrus. I would put, I would buy all the time lemons and limes and I'd put them on my countertop and then they'd get hard and they'd go bad and I'd have to throw them away. And then I realized like I could just be putting them in the drawer of the refrigerator and they would have lasted forever. And there's a lot of tips like storing your onion, not storing your onions. Okay. Anyway, I won't go into them all, but But we'll link the video. We'll link the video, learn how to store your stuff and you won't have to be throwing things away. All right. Mine is check the price per ounce. Sometimes it will be false advertising that it's a smaller container for a little bit cheaper than the big container that's just a little bit more expensive. Got to check the price per ounce to see if you're actually saving money when you go for the cheaper option. That's a really great one. My next one is to drink water. I know beverages like soda or LaCroix or whatever you're drinking can seem relatively inexpensive at the time. But if you are adding that up over months or years or your lifetime, if you could just drink water, you'll be healthier for it and save a lot of money too. Mine is buy store brands. Sometimes it is, I think we have some brand, um, what is that? When you're like affiliation, not affiliation. It's like when you really want to support a brand, your brand loyalty, brand loyalty. And you feel like this is what my family is. My family, I've always eaten this, even though there's a store brand that's much cheaper. It can even be the same product with their label slapped on it. So check out the store brands. That's a really good tip. Another one is to reuse, reuse, reuse. So if you get disposable plastic bags, you can actually wash those out, especially those big bags that you'll store stuff in the freezer in. Wash those out, let them dry, use them again, let them have longer than a one use lifespan and you'll be doing the environment a great service as well. Same things with storing things in mason jars. Um, You can reuse jars from like spaghetti sauce or like anything that you're buying that comes in a jar, you can wash that and you can use that for storing your bulk bin purchased items. Now there's a lot of silicone reusable bags and stuff that are actually made to last forever. So those can be pretty expensive to invest in. But if you can afford it, you can save money over the long run and you'll also be helping the environment. And we can link to some of those, our favorite ones in the show notes. And my last one is cooking with friends or meal swapping with friends. I love sharing food with people. It's my favorite thing. And I invite people over and my friends will be like, what can I bring? And I'll say, oh, you can bring the salad or a dessert. And then I don't have to spend money. And we're having this beautiful meal with a salad and a main course and bread and dessert. And I only had to make one of those things because my friends took care of the other. You could also cook together with, say, we all make pasta and Michelle brings some vegetables and my other friend brings the spaghetti and I bring the sauce. And it turns out to be this really inexpensive meal because you were only in charge of several ingredients. And then the meal swapping is if Michelle and I were each cooking a batch of food, she would double her batch and I would double my batch. And then we would swap one of those batches. And so that we only had to do the cooking one time and we got two meals out of it, two different meals. So that's my last tip. That's awesome. Can I give one more? Yeah. Okay. My last tip is fast food is not always cheaper. In fact, it usually ends up being way more expensive. If you don't believe me, you should watch our documentaries at sevendaysdoc.com. And that's just something people think that they swing by fast food and it's the cheapest way to eat. It is not. And that's not even taking into consideration the long-term health costs that will inevitably catch up with us when we eat fast food. And what Michelle means is that how like how much would you spend at the fast food drive through yeah so you go to taco bell and say it's like nine dollars yep after you for get two people yep <laughs> okay well actually so be, so even say it's i would $6. get six dollars for myself yeah, i would get maybe two or three things yeah and it would be six dollars and six dollars one meal that's dinner yep so then plus breakfast plus lunch and then you think about how much we just talked about, we just talked about our meal plans. How much did you spend on a week's worth of food? $25. So it's just, yeah, for two days of fast food, you can usually eat for about a week of home cooked meals when you're um, eating the way that we present in the meal plan. So the fast food is just often, so often glorified for that. And it is so, 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 so far from accurate. So, okay. With that, 
those are our tips that we'll share with you right now. But you can find so many more A in Tony's new book, Plant-Based on a Budget. So I hope that you'll all get yourself a copy. It is um, such a special book. And we will link that in the show notes. But you can also find a ton more articles and tips all about this topic at Tony's website, plantbasedonabudget.com. And Michelle will be writing a full article with this podcast. You can find that at worldofvegan.com. Yeah, it's something I've been wanting to do for years is do a guide to <laughs> eating plant-based on the sheep and saving money. And so she, I'm glad. She, she, oh, sorry, Michelle. I'm like, <laughs> let me promote you. Uh, <laughs> she also has a, t- has a ton of resources on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly that Tony played a part in as well. So you can find our videos over there. Is that youtube.com slash world of vegan. Cool. Hope you guys will subscribe. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't already, you can find our other episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, something play, Spotify, Google play, all of the things, <laughs> all of the things. Take a listen. Yep, we Share hope, with your friends. We hope this helps get you through a boring day, washing the dishes or a long drive or taking a bath and relaxing or a walk or a walk getting ready in the morning. Oh my gosh. I used to hate getting ready because I felt like it was such a waste of time. But now I pop on a podcast and I'm like, do, 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 do. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Also, a friendly reminder to check out our sponsors of this episode, Caraway and Organifi. You can find Caraway's beautiful cookware at carawayhome.com slash plantpoweredkitchen and enjoy 10% off your purchase there right now. And you can find Organifi at organifi.com slash plantpower and use the code plantpower for 20% off. We hope you enjoyed our blast from the past episode. If you know anyone who believes that being vegan is too expensive, please send them this episode. We understand that everyone has very valid concerns and struggles, and we want to make sure that they're very supported. You can also go over to worldofvegan.com and plantbasedonabudget.com. We have tons of different articles for supporting people. So please continue sending them our way. We will have them hooked up for life with plant-based on a budget information. And don't forget to pick up a copy of Tony's new cookbook, baby. You can find it at plantbasedonabudgetcookbook.com or you can just pop her name into Amazon or find it on her website or on our show notes at plantpoweredpodcast.com. We'll also link there a bunch of budget-friendly resources and recipes and more. So plantpoweredpodcast.com, click over to this episode and you can find Tony's cookbook and more there as well. And just a reminder that Tony's going to hook three of you up with a new copy of her book. If you would like to leave a podcast review and just snap a photo and email it to her at tony at plantbasedonabudget.com. Tony, I just want to personally wish you all of the best luck and success. It is so scary and exciting coming out with the new book and so much of it how well it does, how it performs, and how many people it reaches is based on who is getting it and sharing the love right now. So thank you to all our listeners who are supporting Tony in her new book. And congrats, Tony, on this amazing new resource that you've brought to the world. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.